Welcome to the Artful Teaching Podcast, where teachers are brought out of isolation and into conversation. Here, we spotlight professional educators as both artists and leaders, and examine how the arts deepen student learning and improve school culture. Education is a demanding field, and we've seen teachers rise to the challenges of their profession by leveraging the arts in the classroom. Integrating dance, drama, music, visual arts, and media arts can bring so much joy, and we're excited to share that with you. We're your hosts, Callie Flocks and Heather Francis. Thanks for joining us to hear various perspectives on the art of teaching. Welcome to the Artful Teaching Podcast and this series on STEM and the arts. I'm Tina McCulloch, co-host of this series, and I'm here with Heather Francis, the host of the Artful Teaching Podcast, and Bob Smith, one of Alpine School District's elementary arts coaches. So welcome, Heather and Bob. It's so good to have you here. Hi, Tina. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to be here for part of this. I'm excited to hear your story about how another district in the BYU Public School Partnership utilizes their arts coach, and you are specifically an elementary school arts coach. Would you please give us an overview of what your job entails? Absolutely. So working with our fine arts teachers in all of the elementary schools, we have 62 elementary schools, and it's so amazing to see the work that they do, and, and one of our jobs is to support them in their development and growth, but we're also tasked with the opportunity to teach and coach classroom teachers who are new to the arts and help them understand uh, meaningful ways that they can connect uh, to their students through the arts. So I understand you were once a classroom teacher, mm-hmm. and so what is your arts integrative journey? So as a fifth grade teacher, one of my teammates said, hey, the principal signed me up for this weird program. Uh, It's got a lot of art stuff. I don't really understand it, but would you take it for me? And I said, okay, will they let us change the names? And she said, sure. And I showed up day one to Arts Academy and was just blown away. And I, I realized I had found my people. Uh, we were drawing and we were dancing and singing and playing drums and uh, connecting to really awesome curriculum. Uh, at the same time, we were diving into books, looking deeply into science, exploring different social studies topics, all in day one at the Arts Academy, and I was hooked. And from there, I, I decided to finish out the Arts Integration Endorsement and have found a home in arts integration here with the, with the teams at BYU uh, since then. You can't see this, but you should have seen his eyes and his body language just light up. So obviously the arts, when you said, I found my home, I found my people, mm-hmm. it enlivened you as a teacher and as an individual. Absolutely. So one of the things I was known for at my school was after school musical theater. I'm, I'm a director slash choreographer slash set builder slash all the things. And we had so much fun at Thunder Ridge Elementary in Saratoga. But we, uh, I love all of the arts and, and that's how I would teach is uh, we'd turn on music uh, for writing and we would draw. But when I found people who were teaching this and helping me become a better teacher through the arts. That was super exciting. So you like to take it from just an after school fun thing, rejuvenation for you to actually bring it into your classroom. Absolutely. And so now as an arts coach, you get to do that for other classroom teachers to bring it in. Okay. 
Thank you. That was awesome. And I, I was there when you came to Arts Leadership Academy, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget when Chris Roberts was reading a book. It was an underwater ocean scene, and Bob was just the star. He was, what was... Swimmy fish. Swimmy <laughs> fish. He just, like, you knew from the very beginning, from the first day that he knew he found his people, we knew we found our swimmy fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, now... As an arts coach, so you've moved out of the classroom, but you are influencing classrooms. How do you help teachers realize Beverly Taylor Sorensen's dream that all children receive the best possible education that includes the arts? Well, currently, only half of our schools in Alpine School District are privileged to have the grant. And so one of the things that I have been doing is creating resources that teachers can easily see and connect with and understand in simple ways how how the arts can powerfully transform their classroom. So I'll create a lesson plan, send it out through the arts teachers, and then send also an invitation for them to have me in their classroom. So I, I just recently sent out a lesson called Draw the Name of Your Favorite Animal and sent it out through the arts teachers. And I said, if, if you would like me to come and demonstrate this for you in your classroom, uh, send me an email. And I've been out to five or six schools since. And then from there, the grade level teams, I didn't meet with everybody, but the grade level teams started sharing the idea with each other, sharing the lesson plan. And as I've revisited those schools, seen similar projects in other classrooms popping up around, as well as having other people email saying, uh, we decided to take it on. We decided to give it a try. And it was so fun. It was great to see the kids connecting in this way. And I'll, I'll include that lesson link in, in the resources that I add here. Awesome. You know, I think this is so helpful for us and how advantageous it is for your school district to have a classroom teacher in this position as arts coach because you know exactly what kind of language and, and scaffolding they need in order to be successful. And I just am so amazed at how, you know, once they realize that, oh, I, I will come and help you with it, but then how willing they are to take it on themselves. Yeah, one of the things that I felt as I communicated with other people who had also been through the endorsement is that there is magic that happens in these art rooms and these dance and music and, and drama rooms. And someone who's trained in that art form can do it almost effortlessly, it seems. And the integration endorsement gives them just enough to know its importance, know that it can be magic. But when they get back to the classroom by themselves, it feels oh, what did they say? What did they do? What was that exactly? I don't know that I'm super skilled yet. And so that's one of my goals is, is to make bite-sized chunks that are digestible and easy to use in the classroom. Drawing every day with your kids. Turn on a video. Uh, you don't have to be the, the drawing artist. You don't have to be the, the teaching artist. But it's something that your kids can do and develop their hand-eye coordination, develop their connection to a topic, and then let's move right into writing. Simple, easy things like that, that that teachers can take on on their own. Awesome. And you, I loved how he couched a little tip right in there. Do the drawing exercise, open up those creative juices, and then move into writing. That's I think that's so important for teachers to understand is that arts integration isn't the fun project at the end of the learning. It's actually involved in the learning. That's actually something that I tell classroom teachers all the time. Instead of saving drawing for Fun Friday at the end of the week, 
start the week with a meaningful drawing project about what it is that we're going to be learning this week and then add details to it throughout the week. And then by the time we get to Friday, now we can write our paper and we're going to have so much to write about. I, I just love that. That's so awesome. And it teaches so many other skills along the same time. So, Bob, how do you define STEM plus arts or STEM and arts? My understanding of STEM is that we want to bring multiple content areas together and show how they are interconnected and related. We want to really understand the application of math. We really want to see the effect of science on you know, evolving societies. We want to really see those connections and add the arts to that. And you see those connections all over. You give those kids a tool in the arts and then a topic to discuss or explore or create. And they bring math in with measurement or through music, rhythms and, and patterns. They bring in science as they, as they define and, and sing the vocabulary or create a representation of what they know. And STEM by itself can be exciting experiments and, and trying new things and, and, and building things. But you bring the arts in and it brings the life to, to STEM. I like that. The arts bring life into STEM. And I, the other part of that is I feel that the arts bring the creativity into these hard sciences. And that's where the beauty comes from. I, I don't know. Oh, my math teacher told me I wasn't creative enough for my math class in college. I'm like, I'm a dance major. What are you talking <laughs> about? But I was totally missing the point with the creative opportunity within STEM. Because if we don't believe there's creativity in STEM then we might not have the motivation to include them because it's not a deficit. It's more of an added value. Right. As we, as we look at what industry people are looking for, as we look at jobs and careers and the grown-up world for these kids, that where they're headed, the skills that they want students to come with are creativity and collaboration and outside-the-box thinking. They're going to have to be solving problems that don't exist yet. And for us to exclude the arts from that process is doing a huge injustice to these kids because that is an insanely huge part of this process for them. Looking at something new, taking it, digesting it, thinking about what it means to me, how can I represent that, how can I represent my thinking to someone else and communicate my ideas through whatever it is that I'm doing. I spoke with a legislator just recently and he said he's a computer programmer and he's a legislator, which don't usually go hand in hand. Usually computer programmers would love to just shut themselves away and just be them in their computer. But he said in high school, he was in drama and he did theater and, and he said that communication skill that he learned and that ability to express himself helped him be top of his game in his career, but then also move on to to serve his community and other really amazing things through, through the legislature. I, I really love that element of represent yourself or represent your ideas and then communicate. I mean, those are two main things that we all do as adults. And successful adults are able to represent their ideas and communicate them with others. And those naturally come and they are drawn from the art standards themselves. So thank you for bringing that up about how you define STEM and the arts. 
So my next question for you is, what advice do you have for arts educators in collaborating with classroom teachers for specifically STEM and arts? Talking to our science team uh, a little while ago, I was, I was curious about the new SEED standards and several of our arts integrators who are doing amazing arts integrated projects uh, were curious about the alignment still. Can I still do landforms with fourth grade? And so I went to our science specialist and I said, T you know, break these down for me. And she started breaking them down and I still kept thinking, oh, this is like 100 pages worth of, <laughs> of standards. And so I broke it down to a one page per grade level and, and summarized each of those standards and just had a one page clear picture snapshot of, of what that science curriculum looks like. Then we also summarized the art form standards for that grade and put them side by side. So now we can look at the big objectives, the, the, the big meaningful things that we're trying to get to and see those meaningful connections that, that we can do. One of the biggest pieces of advice I have as we looked at the seed standards is look at a specific phenomenon. Look at animals that change color. Ask a question, what's the science behind it? What meaning is there behind it? And how can we capture that and represent different aspects of that? in the art form and so again the seed standards really hit home throw that phenomenon out to the kids and the arts are an amazing way to explore those phenomenon and then you can start adding the teaching elements in after they've really gotten curious and excited and and embraced it in their body through movement or through drama uh, through visual art or singing about this interesting thing you know i really love that idea and I think this is it encapsulates your position as a coach. It's too overwhelming for my teachers. Can I make it in a digestible one page? I love that idea. One page so that they can see them side by side and how those interconnections really come. You are totally doing a great service for all of your teachers and, and so fortunate to have you do this. So how would you advise your general education classroom teachers to initiate a collaboration with their art specialist at their school. So now we have a classroom teacher going to a art specialist and saying, I have a lesson, help me with the art form. How would you give them some advice on doing that? I would say jump in during summer collaboration and share those big rocks and those big essential standards that you are trying to really hit home with your, with your students. The job of your arts teacher is to build skills in your students. And then in your collaboration with them, they're going to be able to make visible what your students are capable of in that art form. And then you are going to see some natural connections. It's so amazing to see principals giving time to their arts educators to collaborate with the classroom teachers. If you are a classroom teacher who's wanting the support of an arts teacher, or an arts teacher who's also wanting to connect deeper in the classroom, make a plan and talk to your principal and say, can we set up a regular time to meet so I can check in regularly to see how my kids are evolving in this art form, in the art room. And then when we have that opportunity for side-by-side -side time, we can really make it purposeful with these big rocks that we're trying to, to really uh, hit home for the kids. There were three main ideas in there that I loved. It's the idea of the art teacher building skills, and then the art teacher making it visible 
so that the classroom teacher can see what is really possible. I think sometimes as an edu- you know, a classroom teacher myself, I send them down to the art room, I drop them off at music, and then I pick them up. And I never get to witness what they're really doing in that classroom or what my students are capable of in my classroom to really amplify what's happening in that direction. The other point that I have never thought of before, and you really gave me an aha here, is to involve the administration in this collaboration. And oftentimes we talk about PLCs being, you know, teacher to teacher, but we forget about that essential element of the administrator making it possible to open up that space. And I just think you coming at it from this viewpoint as an art coach and how you are seeing all three aspects of this is so rich. So thank you for enlightening me today here with this. That reminded me of an example with a classroom teacher who likes to watercolor for different types of rock, like sedimentary, igneous, metamorphic. And if a teacher knows, like, I think watercolor would be a great way to explore a type of rock, but I don't have time to teach them how to watercolor to do that. That will take extra time. But if you know the students have built the skills in the visual arts classroom, then you can get right to the integration part because those art skills are already the foundation for the exploration. So I just wanted to add that specific example. And I think that's a great co-teaching opportunity. It doesn't need to be necessarily side by side, but definitely she's working on those skills in the classroom. You can see what the kids are able to do. And then when you bring it into your own classroom, it's an awesome, just a win-win. Okay, so next question. Why is artful teaching vital for students and teachers today? It's fun. Plain and simple, it is fun. And to see... Okay, to to put a box of scarves in the middle of the classroom, colorful, beautiful scarves, and say, kids, explore these for just a minute. And they fiddle with it for just a second, and then pretty soon they're tossing it high in the air and catching it and and laughing and giggling and, and say, now I want you to show me you know, the water cycle through these scarves. I want you to show me the, the plant life cycle through these scarves. And they look at this play thing and they have to reimagine it as a seed and a sprout and a leaf and a flower, or they have to turn it into clouds somehow and precipitation and, and rivers and oceans. And that critical thinking is huge, but it's fun. It's so amazing to see teachers light up when their kids get it, when they are smiling and having fun and creating and coloring, and they're having a blast. The other thing I would say is because it's good for the soul. There was a, a teacher, I was, I was sharing drawing skills and saying, draw with your kids all the time. And she was doing a Valentine's, you know, a typical Valentine's activity. And they had a heart and she wanted them to draw inside the heart what was meaningful to them, what they loved, what they cared about. She drew her dog, she drew her kids, she drew her family, she drew her favorite place to go. And she told the kids to go ahead and this is first grade and this boy started scribbling black and brown and he was always the kid who was told to be quiet stop touching other things stop touching your neighbor sit back down in your seat and she was really close to telling him to stop get a new paper you're doing it wrong and she had learned from watching her art teacher to ask the kids, give me a a description, show me, tell me uh, about your work. 
And she said, okay, talk to me about how you're coloring yours. And he said, I'm coloring it like this because that's what's in my heart. Everybody hates me and everybody thinks I'm, I'm doing a bad job. And her heart broke. And she realized, yeah, I have been doing that. But that permission for him to express himself with just a few crayons and a drawing allowed her to see into her student and, and see through the, the walls of, the, of rambunctious energy and misbehavior sometimes and was able to see a kid who just wants to connect with people. And so, so in addition to fun, so good for our emotional well-being and again, that safe space to express yourself. And what an amazing experience that that teacher had. She recognized herself in that. And I'm sure her teaching practices with that child changed. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Um, I too have witnessed in my own classroom the perception of a student who wasn't successful created incredible artwork. I mean, that was her talent, but it had been hidden because it had not ever been manifest because we did not have the arts in our school until she came into our classroom. And I remember one time walking down the hall and with my class and my principal walked out and he goes, Mrs. McCulloch, is this picture yours? Because all of my class's art was out. And I said, no, this is this student. And even he gaped. And I know that changed his view as well as all the other students their perception of that student who was sitting there struggling every day in academics, but surely expressing herself in a new way. So, yeah, it, it's so helpful for the social-emotional learning of our students and growth as a teacher, right? And it sounds like what you're both describing is the way that the arts play a role in our um, authentic assessment of students' personal needs and their academic journey. So we can see through their drawings, through their tableaus, through their movement, through their songs that they create and that they sing, how they're doing, what they might need socially, where they're at, but also how they're understanding the standards. And for me as a teacher, it was less grading. It was just relational, observational data that really helped me capitalize on the needs of my students. Another idea that you brought out was play. I love that, that visual image of scarves being in and letting the kids play. I mean, how many times in my day I'm talking about pacing and making sure that they know the learning objective and then having them regurgitate that learning objective. By the end of this lesson, you should be able to. And yet, how much more learning took place because they were allowed to be a kid and then explore as a child. And then the teacher came in with the purpose. I think we, we forget that. And art gives us permission to let children be children, explore, and then of course, they're going to be able to interpret it and express it. So, is there anything you wish I would have asked that you would like to share about your position as an arts coach? the direction you think schools are going or how art really does make a classroom a microcosm of what's going to happen in their adult lives. That connection of art and life. As far as uh, advice on the direction that, that we're going, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I offer to teachers is when I get the, oh, we don't have enough time to do art, 
I tell them we don't have enough time not to do art because the accelerated learning that happens when you bring the arts in and the connection that, that sticks with kids is going to stay with them so much longer than just that regurgitation that you talked about. So again, reminding them that this is not one more thing. It's a different, beautiful way to teach that gets your kids excited, allows them to play, allows them to create and create meaning in a way that is meaningful. So as we look at programs that need our attention, we, we look at literacy, we look at math skills, but if we really look at the, the heart of where students are actively engaged and really paying attention and excited about what they're learning, it's in the arts rooms. And if we can find that beautiful balance of build the skills in the arts room, help the classroom teacher see that skill that their students now have and give them a few tips on how to employ that skill now to make learning happen even deeper in their classroom, then that's where we win. I love that. That's where we win. What a great experience it has been to have this discussion with you, Bob. I wish we had more time. I could listen to you for a lot longer, so I might have to come and pick your brain some more. Sounds great. And thanks, Heather, for being here today. Thank you for joining us for the Artful Teaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this conversation on STEM and the arts. Subscribe to our podcast for future episodes on arts-integrated science, social studies, and literacy. Artful Teaching is made possible by the BYU Arts Partnership and the McKay School of Education. Thank you to Tina McCulloch for hosting this series and to our editor, James Houston. And special thanks to all of the teachers who are changing lives while serving in schools. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and share with a friend. We believe artful teaching can change the world. And you can find all our episodes at advancingartsleadership.com, along with lesson plans, blogs, downloadable resources for the classroom, and more. Or follow us on social media at Every Child, Every Art. I'm Heather Francis. And I'm Callie Flocks, wishing you an artful journey. <laughs>